Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we're fighting with the wife, calling our shrinks, and breaking up one hell of a sibling rivalry. Because we're talking about The Brood. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. Thanks for joining the cult. Uh, do us a favor. Head over to our iTunes page. Leave us a review, and we'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. Uh, and then uh, you head over to our YouTube page and watch stuff there and have fun. Do we have any t- shout-outs tonight? No, we don't. No, I didn't see any reviews. we got, wow. we got to get a shout-out. We can't have the last one being it, no. Kyle is solid. I know. It's true. I feel like I feel like we went out on top, which is what we should have been doing. <laughs> we so, didn't go out because yeah. people are still going to write what they're doing is they're really thinking about. Like, I feel like I, I feel know. like we might have scared them away with Kyle is the best. <laughs> like I can't top it. Look, I just can't top look, it. People I understand. Hours. I understand. Yeah. You know what? If you just want to leave five stars and you don't want to leave a comment, that's fine. I get it. That works too. There's a lot of pressure. They don't want to steal that thunder. <laughs> That's okay. Or if you want to go leave five stars on Kyle's personal Instagram, you can do that. Yeah, dude. There's a there's not a rating system on no, Instagram. You just, type, <laughs> you just type it in five yep. stars exclamation yep. point. Just anywhere. If you're wondering who's talking, uh, it's the same people as usual. I'm joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilbeck. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hi, everybody. Uh, today we are talking about The Brood. It was directed by David Cronenberg. Came out in 1979. Had a budget of 1.5 million. Made Dan in the box office. Was filmed in Toronto. Had a rating of R. And currently sits at 78 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 68 from the audience. Uh, is that correct, or is that something that was right? That's in? correct. This was Chris's pick. Chris, why'd you pick The Brood? No, I picked the brood because I'm a I'm, I'm a David Cronenberg fan, and I we haven't done a film since I think Videodrome uh, on the show, and I wanted to go back even a little further earlier in his career, um, and the brood was one that I've seen, I probably saw it twice before this, um, but never watched it as analytical as we usually get on the show with these films, so I wanted to bring it back up. I didn't know if anybody else here had seen it, and so I wanted to rediscover it with you guys. Kyle, have you seen this before? I have not, and I'm super excited that he picked this because this there's like a few Cronenberg films that are like on my list that I really want to see. And like there's this one and um Rabid I want to see. I've never seen that before, but I don't mm. know if it's that good or, or what, but I was pleasantly surprised when you picked this. So first time for Kyle. What about you, Mike? First time. It was also cool. my first time. Yes, there you go. seeing this film. All right, this so, is kind of interesting. Yeah, we got a two timer. Yeah. Heroes. So this is also this was also on my list of like uh, uh, Cronenberg films of like, hey, I'll get around to it. I don't. Was it the same for you, Mike? Nah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It was. It, it's. Uh, it was sitting on my uh, little film struck uh, list. Can I ask? Can I ask oh, real okay. quick though? Since I've seen it and none of you had seen it, like, mm. I'll start with Kyle. Like. You've heard of the brood. Mm-hmm. You'd heard the title. You knew it was a David Cronenberg film. Like, right. do you feel like you knew what what you were getting into at all? Like with this film, or did does that paint a did that paint a picture for you? I mean, I mean the the name certainly paints a picture. I didn't un, I did not foresee how it would stack up against each other, or how the different stories would blend themselves together towards the end. Um, that being said, this film definitely has a very like, especially at the very beginning, it has a very scanners vibe to it, like the way it was shot and the way that it looks and stuff. I think that only served to make me more intrigued and confused as what I was getting into because uh. I really didn't know much about this movie other than like what I've read on the back of boxes and stuff. You know, Cody, do you remember this one from like the video store or anything? So here's the thing, I do not. I I remember people talking or, or have heard the name of the film before. I've ne- like I said, I've never seen this. So I didn't even. I went into this completely blind. I didn't know what it was about or anything. 
I, for some reason, swore someone told me it was a vampire movie. <laughs> so for like the first 20 minutes of the film, I'm like, where the fuck are the vampires? <laughs> where are the vampires at? And then I was like, well, maybe the kids are the vampires. And I was like, oh, this little girl's a little vampire. <laughs> for, like, for like the first 20 fucking minutes of the film. I guess I, re- I swore someone had told me it was a vampire film. And with the name like The Brood, it kind of, I was like, oh, yeah, that could be a yeah, vampire. You're, you're like, oh, I see why like he's adding collection. more garlic to his pasta he's yeah. making right now. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think when I, but before I'd seen it, I don't think I ever thought of, of a vampire. But my, I feel like I heard that somewhere. There's a different, and obviously, it's a, I, I heard a different Cronenberg the... movie, right? That deals with vampires. Is that right? I don't think so. Uh, um, I don't think so. And I thought, I, well, that was my thing. That was my thing. I was like, I was like, well, maybe I, I probably am thinking some of some other fucking movie. Yeah, that someone told me about, and I'm confusing the the brood name with it. And right. Yeah. So for like the first 20 minutes, I I got it, and then, I, and then, I mean, we'll get more into. It. And then, like the rest of the film, um, I I didn't know I had to, I didn't know what it was about. Like this movie was about until I like looked it up. And then the movie made sense yeah. to me. Mike, did you like watch a trailer for this movie or anything, or like had you heard of it like a long time ago, and it was just one of those ones you were going to get around to at some point? No, I mean, I, I thought I knew what the film was about, but the X Men don't show up one time. <laughs> 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 then I was like, I've yeah, never, I, I, I have no I idea what the, what's I thought, coming I, at. That I, I, was, I thought it was going to be like, yeah, I thought it was vampires too. <laughs> no, I knew what the, I knew what the film was about. I I had heard about I I heard about the film before, so I knew what I was getting into when I yeah was getting into it. I mean. I, I shouldn't say I knew the plot really, but I knew it had to deal with like killer kids you? and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, could you know the plot? Just, uh, just I, I did while we were talking. I did Google Cronenberg vampire movie, and the result is rabid. It's rabid. Oh, never. Rabid. Seen. I've never so seen it. Rabid so. is so apparently. I'm, I'm getting rabid in the in the brood. Confused. You could possibly be getting rabid in the brood. Confused. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what is the plot of this movie? Then it's time for plots with Mike. Chris, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> 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 the Brood is about uh, Frank. Frank and his uh, d- uh, broken up family. All right, his wife is going a little crazy, and uh, she's gone on some weird experimental psychotherapeutic retreat. What was it called? Psychoplasms? Psychoplasmatics or something? Yeah, yeah something like that. Plastics. Plasmics. Plasmics. Psychoplasmics. And it's got this really kind of uh, eccentric doctor running the whole thing, where he kind of role plays out like. Things that are going on with the with the people and the, you know, that are the patients, patients. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're talking about their their family as it always is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he's left home alone, taking care of his little girl Candy, and uh, you know, <laughs> looks like she belongs in Village of the Damned, right? Totally. Or <laughs> totally looks like one of the children of the corn <laughs> or Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah. or Carol Ann, very like much like Carol Ann, or any <laughs> any scary girl. <laughs> For some reason, blonde and bangs. Oh, she, on oh, a she lot also of looks child. like the girl from what's that? What's that older movie we did? with Bad Seed. Bad, Bad Seed. Seed. Yeah. The Excelsior chick. Little Excelsior yeah, exactly. chick. <laughs> and uh, so uh, you know, he's he's trying to juggle you know being a single father and you know still trying to like kind of rekindle things with his wife. I mean, or keep keep in touch with his wife. And um, then all of a sudden, there's some murders start happening. The uh, his mother in law gets killed by some kids in Oshkosh Bagosh. <laughs> uh, then then her father gets killed, and then all of a sudden, like the, he starts putting things together, like something's going on with this psychotherapy situation, and uh, he tries to uncover the mystery because uh, his little girl also also has these little uh, bumps and looks like she's been abused to some extent, but he can't figure out why. What are all these strange happenings? How can he figure it out? Well, guess what? We're gonna tell you as we go throughout this. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna ruin this movie for you. You're gonna ruin yeah. it. We're gonna get it all so wrong here, tonight. Here's your moment, as <laughs> always on Cold Interview. Stop listening and go watch it. <laughs> all right. So when we come back, we'll come back with spoilers. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back with spoilers. <laughs> I could look you in the eye if if I wanted to, Daddy. I, I just I just don't want to look you in the eye. I guess you're just a weak person. Hmm? You must have got that from your mother. It probably would have been better for you had you been born a girl. Then we could have named you Michelle. Hmm? You see, weakness is more acceptable in a girl, Michelle. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, I mean Mike. I keep forgetting. And we're back. We're talking about The Brood. Came out in 1979. Had a budget of $1.5 million. Woohoo! 
Chris's pick. Uh, so yeah, this was so like I said, the, the, uh, I was saying in the beginning, so the first 20 minutes of this movie, I was thinking it's a vampire movie. Right. You were so, on a journey, man. I was definitely on a journey with this movie. And that's where I felt like I had like this discord from the film. Uh, and then after I, I watched it, I was like, I was kind of like, God damn it. Like another fucking movie about like little people just killing people. What, how is this? Got a, got a lot of those, a lot of those uh, films? Like. Like, don't, not a big fan of Leprechaun. Not a big fan of <laughs> no, like fan. Like it reminded me a lot of Phantasm. Like I was like that. Uh, then when I actually read what the film was about, like because I it, it was over my head. Like honestly, then when I read what the film was about, I was like, then I saw everything. It's like opened my eyes mm-hmm. to like everything, and I was like, holy crap! Okay, this is a lot better of a film than I originally gave it credit. I need to like watch. I, I will admit that I need to watch this movie again. This is definitely worth a second viewing because what i think is really cool with cronenberg in this film and i don't know if you guys would agree with this is that he's it's weird like he'll beat you over the head with like body horror but he's very like i feel like subtle emotionally yeah like he's one of those directors that always tries to i feel like kind of instill a message into all of his films even if it seems like something that on its surface is a base of, oh, this is about a bunch of kids killing people, but like this is really about, you know, like divorce and like custody battles and yeah, and like his psychotherapy. And, and like, <laughs> I guess this is like, well, because you know what that's about, right? Like, this is like, I guess, supposedly this is his most autobiographical film from what I, I, I've read because this actually was like about him and his ex getting a divorce and custody battle, and she was like joining a cult. Is that what it and was? It was going to take the kid, yeah. Dang. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I read. I, mean, I didn't know about that. I, I knew about it. it. was about, like, he wrote it right after his divorce. I think, it, I well, the, it was stated that a lot of the personality traits that um, Nola has in this film, like, are probably taken from her from her personality traits. I don't know if that's true, but mm-hmm. somebody, I think Cronenberg himself has said that. So, um, so yeah, this, this and, and you can... I don't know how many like Cronenberg films you guys have seen in the past or whatever, but like I like this one because it doesn't feel totally like a Cronenberg film. Like the body horror is pretty, I think a little, little more on the subtle side. In yeah. You this really only one. get it right at the end. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. I mean yeah. the bulk of it. I mean, you don't really even see the kids faces until halfway through the film. Yeah. And even then that's not even like, that's 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 what it's a cleft lip and just kind of a little bit of a little bit of a lion. It's like do some baloney on the kid's face. <laughs> and just call it a day, I think. You know, but no, at the at the end though, with the with the wife and that that's like the that's like the true Cronenbergian, you know, finishing finishing scene there. So right, <laughs> is that a thing? Cronenbergian. No, I, just, I was telling you. Oh, you you Rick thinking Morty about, ruined Cronenberg for me Rick because Morty, there's a whole yeah. episode where these. <laughs> These people mutate into these big fleshy blobs, and they keep calling. They said, "Oh my god, they got Cronenberg." <laughs> yeah, they <hit> Cronenberg. <laughs> the whole dimension. There's a whole planet. There's a whole planet of Cronenbergs now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just that when he says that, it's fun. It makes me laugh. Fuck that show for for ruining this this or Cronenberg made, or made it. Yeah, but the way better. this movie starts out, even the way this movie starts out, where you get introduced to uh, the doctor. And that just that psychological test that he's doing in front of an audience, like, you know, if you hadn't seen when I first saw this movie, I was like, what is this? Some kind of like play or like what's going on yeah, here? I like, was a, like just a showing of death of a salesman for a second. Yeah, I was like, like I don't remember this happening. in that <laughs> But it just gets so intense. And like, I mean, their performances, you know, are I think Cronenberg really paid heavy attention to the performances in this film. Yes, yeah. I would 100 percent agree with you Ooh. because. I, Here we go. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me. Hold on. I don't go even ahead. know if I should keep talking. <laughs> I don't even know. Is I was it re- safe? I was Is it safe, Chris. I, I was responding yet. to Chris's comments. Sorry. I thought I. Well, I was specifically going to go off of the the performances in this film because like, like that little girl. Like, I liked her performances. Like, I thought she did a fucking amazing Dude, beyond, job. And like for that. for being like such a little like a, 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 such a young actor. Just the range, the ranges that n- some of these characters go through. I, I will admit that there are weaker actors in this film, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there you know, is. Of course, there is. But I mean, the the scene opens on a on a pretty powerful. That's a powerful action yeah, scene. That's yeah, like on point. I mean, in the things that like um, 
God, Raglan, Dr. Raglan is saying to his patient, you, it makes you feel really uncomfortable because mm-hmm. he's portraying his father, yeah. uh, the, the patient's father, who apparently was like verbally abusive to him. And he's basically like breaking this guy down and making him like go through this like terror and fear that he felt probably as a child. And, you know, and, and then it just, it's end scene almost. And then you're introduced to, you're introduced to um, our lead character, right? Frank. Frank, yeah, because he's at he's he's there at the facility, um, observing while his daughter, uh, the blonde little blonde girl, is visiting the mother, or he's there to pick her up, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that yeah, that's kind of how we get I feel like introduced into this, which, um, you know, it's it it's not horror, but it feels horror. You know, like you could get that sense right, There's right. There's like away. a heaviness in yeah. in that scene. I feel like, like, they, and you're right, and I think it is the performance because they, they took these scenes and made them feel real and made them feel like uncomfortable. Like I don't want to be watching this fucking shit unfold. So I thought that was a. I thought I agree. When it first launched up, I was like, "What?" Like, like Mike saying, "Like, what the fuck is this?" I don't. The, what was happening? I mean, this is a performance. But by the end of the scene, I'm just like, "God damn." <laughs> Right, I mean, it felt uncomfortable to yeah. me. I'm sorry, Cody. Who do you want to shit on? I would yeah, like to. Sh- shit on right now. <laughs> I would like to shit on Frank. Okay. The Frank at best is a TV actor. At uh, best, I mean, I would, I would just say he was the least. Uh, I, he was the le- least uh, imp- impressive to me. Like, he, he, he wasn't. I he agree. wasn't terrible. Yeah, I would agree too. Well, why, why do you, why, he say, why do you say a TV actor? He yeah, I don't know what that terrible. means. Like he has TV's like, fantastic yeah. nowadays. What's wrong with you? No, no, great TV uh, actors. No, no, no like better TV, TV than movies. TV actors in like seventies, eighties, and stuff like that. He had a very. I felt like a uh, soap opera feel to him. I just feel like he just didn't like he, he, he didn't just, remote. He just boring. I, he didn't have a lot to go. Here's the thing: I don't think he really had um, that much to dig into. And I have to say, like. I feel like after seeing the movie and seeing the other actors' performances, I don't think Cronenberg would sit there and be like, well, we'll just go with that take for him. I feel like there's got to be some level of du- intelligent direction in the way that either he's betraying the character or how he's been, he's been coached oh, I, to play no, it. No, so. I definitely believe that. I think it's the... it's. I mean, this is... Because he doesn't even really have like, you, truly yeah. emotional well, you, that's, scenes. That's yeah. the thing you got to think about, though, too, is that you got to put that Frank is basically Cronenberg mm-hmm. in this movie, and the way that he's looking at it is obviously I'm the calm, cool, collected one during right. this divorce. Yes, this is the crazy bitch. Right? <laughs> yeah, totally. And like, so his whole thing is calm, cool, collected throughout the whole thing. He like, if you think about it, he really doesn't get like mad. Or I know like, for some of the things like people dying around him and shit, like he doesn't really no, react like, too much. The way to it. the way he reacts to the he's fucking just, reveal at the end, I feel like was the most reaction he's had right. in the movie. The way he reacted to seeing the little demon child thing for the first time was just so yeah. like he was so chill about. It. it was just like, oh, there's that thing. Can we grab that? Like, what? Yeah, there's nothing chill about that. No, that's that's <laughs> that's. That's poop creating. So I'll give you that, here. Cody. I'll, yes, definitely Frank's character, or Frank as an actor, Which, isn't somebody that I would n- normally pick out to be like a Cronenberg leading man. Yeah. But, you know, this is an early film, so I think he was still kind of finding his way into like, you well, know, and cast it, it's, and stuff. Well, I, I also think it's like uh, straight from his viewpoint is because it's like any end of a relationship like that you have like that you've been in is you've always thought even if you're not you always think you're the calm cool collected one like i'm the one that's making sense she doesn't or she'll be like i'm the one that's making sense he doesn't meanwhile none of you make sense right you know what i mean so that's i can see that like that's the this character and this is at least that's how i related to it you know again this is yeah, after like, i can see that after you explain it. i mean i didn't immediately connect to it that way either but, no, don't get but i mean hearing that explanation explanation i mean it is, it is a good way to explain away his his kind of either did i lack of emotional range i i didn't understand it either until i read that this was about him going through a divorce i may have made up the cult thing i don't know i thought i read that somewhere but I just tried to look it up again and Maybe you were it. reading this while reading the name of the podcast that you're on. Oh, <laughs> shit. That was it. But no, I can definitely see that now from like looking in and like, the, I mean, he made this like, I think, when did he get, he got divorced in 72. This is 79. So this is like not that far. You know what I mean? Like 72 to 79. It's not that far. It's almost a whole but he started, decade. He started like working on it. I don't know. This for is a while. Starting to feel a little targeted to me. 
What do you mean? I don't, I, like, I don't know what he was going through. Like, yeah. we don't know that he was. I mean, I. I mean, it's an interesting theory because you're right. Frank doesn't really have any. He doesn't really. It's not like he brings these killer kids about. It's not like something he does does anything. No, he's. So it's an he, interesting theory, but I don't want. I don't. I. I want to stray away from the idea of thinking that, like, well, the reason he wrote this is because David Cronenberg, like, still has animosity towards his ex-wife, won't admit that he had some fault in his own divorce. I think that's exactly what it is, and I also, I think, and, I, and, yeah. I, and I also think, but that how would you know that? You don't know what the, he went through. Like, the, the, I'm pretty sure this has gone on record to be pretty. Did much he say that? Been, like, yeah. Vocal okay. About I mean, it. if you, if you can find a quote with him it. saying about like, yeah, I that. Yeah, I'm gonna with one right now. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> well, no, I want to make sure well, that no. this, she knew about it. Guess what? No, he says I made date I mean, at the box office. There's, so. there's, there's definitely like you can see that there's like it's it's weighted heavily to one side. Obviously, there's a lot of anger in him probably when he was writing this, mm-hmm. which I think has a lot you know has a, a very overarching like theme in this whole okay. thing. Um, and you know, so I th- what, I, no, the point he was trying okay. to drive home about about Frank's character the most was that he was just being a protective father. Right. That was his main. Well, go, go, hold on, I think I think we're misunderstanding uh, what was going on when this was written when this film was written. Ooh, okay. okay, I'm good. So, I'm ready. so Back I think I think I think okay. What it says at the time Brood was developed, Cronenberg was. Um, in the middle of a custody battle for his daughter from his first marriage. So the first marriage was already over at this point, but now he was in the middle of a custody battle. Okay. I don't know if it's anything to do with what you said, but it was at this point is when a custody battle was Yeah, ensuing. so it's fresh. It's fresh. Okay, go- it's a fresh incident it that's happening It seems a little odd for somebody to be like seven years later. No, so not seven years later. So much that he's so fucking still pissed about it. But I think ultimately Frank, that's, that was the point that Cronenberg uh, maybe wanted to drive home about Frank's character is that you know he's being a protective father over his daughter and he'll stop yeah, well, nothing no. to try to keep her safe. And he and, just wants to take her home. If you think about keep it, saying it, it's, it's, it's yeah. exactly what Dr. Uh, Heraglin says to the wife. Yeah. Like, he totally, like, you gotta understand where he's coming from yes. here. Yes. You know, like, he's a father and he's just gonna do it. And then you realize that, well, I mean, maybe, maybe there, there is that scene where she starts talking about her own family life and her own fucked up life. I'm gonna be honest, though, about that scene. That's it. when I, that was a, mo- a turning point for my, uh, how much I liked Raglan's character. Because the whole time I was like this fucking scumbag, right? And then that's the point where he realized that he fucked up. Like he sent everybody home. He's taking responsibility and saying that, "Hey, I understand what this guy's trying to do. He he's fearing for his father's life. You know, he realized that he's done a bad thing. That's when he confesses to Frank everything, tells him the truth about what's going on. You know what I mean? Like I, I like that his character like took that turn, mm-hmm. and it was almost like a like kind of out of the I don't. It wasn't out of nowhere, but it was like yeah, because you think he wants to just have sex with her, have sex with her, control her, right. mind fuck her, whatever. You know what I mean? Just like I never got the fact. I never got the idea that he was trying to uh, maybe he was trying to bank her. But I, I really that's the thing that I just. It's a thing that I, I didn't get that either. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Kissed her on the lips. He, yeah, and then on top of that, what, the patient that escapes says specifically he's just trying to be alone with her. Like I never, totally yeah, I, I, I never, I never, yeah, well, yeah. misdirection never worked when, because I just always, I, I couldn't put it together, but I thought this is, uh, is weird. Why is he holding on to her? But I thought that the little demon thing, as soon as I saw the little demon thing, I immediately was like, oh, this is part of her anger. This no. is a manifestation of her anger. I get it because I'm like, if you're that doctor and you know, she's pumping out serial psychic killer babies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course you're gonna be spending all your time with her. It doesn't mean that they're bang. You know what I mean? I think, I it's think like, the, well, well, how no, do I cover like, this? That up? doesn't get revealed until later. Is yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get misdirected. I guess is what I was. Yeah, saying. Yeah, I didn't either. Well, the whole th- the, another interesting thing <laughs> is like they they try to play it off like oh this psychotherapy or whatever it's all bullshit whatever blah 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 but then you start to realize that like it is actually having like effects on the body and I think. Raglan is realizing that too. Like, oh my God, this is actually like a powerful thing right. where you can trick well, the mind into doing, like, I, developing this. I liked how they first showed us that though, because going back to the intro of this movie, like, that was the thing that I thought was the most creative with that scene was like the dudes, the dudes, like, little marks throughout that entire scene just kind of slowly grow and get red. But it's so subtle that it, it, when he does rip the shirt off, it is kind of like a reveal, like, holy shit, but it, 
You could see it growing on his skin and on his face and shit throughout. I thought that was done really it's well. It's just not like in your face, so you don't notice it. Right. Yeah. Oh, in the beginning of the film? Yeah, when he's sitting down talking to, to, yeah. to Curly Head. When they're doing therapy <laughs> in the dojo? Yeah, there, there, there's 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 no sympathy in this dojo. Yeah, there's no sympathy in that dojo whatsoever. So you must have been a little surprised though when the when the little killer kids first started showing up. Yeah, but I wasn't like. Here's the thing, and I think the theme of this movie and the, and and what this movie deals with emotionally uh, is is what catapults this movie for me as far as like what makes it like good. Um, because the <laughs> so many, so many like yeah, backhanded compliments. <laughs> no, that so building it up. Yeah, so many buildups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What makes it good? No, the because theme what I was... that's good and makes it good for me. Yeah, because because the fucking killer kid thing, like they look stupid as fuck. Come on, like it's they, they it's just look, a they, fucking they, stupid idea. Look, it's that I had I that same hoodie when I was five. I don't know if I'd say it's a stupid idea. I think they do definitely look goofy as fuck. Um, but when the first like kid like pops up at the at the mom's house and meanwhile it's like a, it's like a split scene of with of Raglan having a session with uh with uh, the what's her Nola. name Nola Nola having a session with Nola and he's like telling her to channel her rage and stuff and then we immediately are cutting back to this kid it's like oh that's kind of a cool concept like her emotional whatever is metaphysically yeah. creating itself as this like demon channel yeah because thing, she, I guess. she's is, she's going into the dark place where her where she's talking about her mother, right, mm-hmm. and what her mother like did to her yeah, and stuff right. like that, and then it cuts over to her mother mm-hmm. who's getting beat the shit out of by some little kid. Which right. I think when they show the face, that's when it kind of was that's like, when, no, eh, okay, that, that is when it gets ruined. You know, is when they show the kid's face. I like yeah. the look, like the colors, the out, the the mm-hmm. outfit. It's very creepy Even and the weird, hands. but yeah, the hands are weird looking. Yeah. They look like old guy's hands. Yeah, yeah. They're like really like just like there's like like old skin on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I thought that was cool, but when they show you the face too much, I yeah. think that's when, when it, it looks, starts when to it, lose its. When it looks like a it troll, it was a little deflating. <laughs> it yeah, does. it looks like a troll two mask. It's like, ugh. I mean, and it, it was weird. I was trying to figure out like what all those different things mean. Like, like the okay. So I got I understood like the lack of belly button was because obviously it wasn't technically birthed. In traditional human sense, like the cleft lip, I feel like the doctor was trying to associate like the cleft lip and this and that, and all the other deformities of the child is is supposed to, I think, supposed to indicate to the audience that this is uh, something like that this child isn't actually being born or isn't real or something. Is that it's, what I was yeah, supposed human. to say? Yeah, it's got a sack on the back of it. And when the juices run out of the sack, no, the there's a sack dies. inside of it. It's got an inner sack. I had the on the back of it on the baby. Yeah, I, I, I thought that's. Yeah. What, yeah, I thought they said it was on the back. It's on the back. It's the baby when the baby when she's looking the baby, which is fucking disgusting. I'm sorry that that. You know what's crazy? Too. So I, I have a I saw I've seen cats give birth. I have to imagine that Cronenberg saw at least like an, a mammal, like another mammal than no. a human being, because it looks like exactly how an animal. It wasn't Cronenberg that came up with that. Actually, who came yeah. up with that idea? It was the actress. The actress came yeah, up with the idea because yeah. she specifically she thought about have... dogs and cats dogs that lick themselves. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen a cat give birth, and then exactly how it happened. They come out in little sacks, and the animals lick the sacks until they rip open, and then they eat that placenta for energy, so they can give birth to more and more. Oh, another fun fact that that was go. actually cut out of the U.S. theatrical yeah, release. That was <laughs> so we got to see the uh, the Criterion Collection. Criterion Collection. The one. All right. Where she licks it. And which that which he said. Which I read. It it, it actually the ruins the scene because it makes it look like she's eating the child when with, you cut it, it with the sensor. Yeah, with yeah the, with the sensor version. It just looks like she's eating oh, eating the child. Okay, yeah, that would make sense because when I saw it this time, I was like. It totally ruins yeah. the ruins the message that I knew exactly what they were doing. I was like, "Oh, I know what this is creepy. I know exactly <laughs> yeah. what this is." Seeing this happen six times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I don't know where I we like were, that but... scene though. It was like it was really fucking like eerie to yeah, watch it was. that shit. Like, well, we're at the this is at the end now. Yeah, we're all over the fucking place, yeah. Chris. Yeah, we still haven't talked about the weapons of choice of the of the, uh, the we- uh, weapons of choice. They yeah. like they like blunt objects. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, they're like hammers. hammers. They're like baby yeah. hammers, just yeah. like just like yeah, in child's play, do... like little hammers, little glass gloves. How is that? Like that's kind of ruined it for me too, right? What's that? Best death in the whole movie is the the teacher. Yeah, I didn't. But those hammers could do and those damage. yeah and those hammers best tra- death as in most cheesy, is that what you said? No, like best death I thought in the film. Yeah. Like, dude, that's dude. The lady gets killed in front of children. Like that's, that's just some, that was the fucked up. That was the most fucked up death. Yeah. Especially because especially because that scene just 
he, keeps playing out yes. as he's staring at her I corpse, mean, and there's kids crying around. He just puts a paper over her head. Yeah, some what kid's I, drawing. And then he grabs his daughter and says, we got to go home. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you didn't do it, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. let's go. He's just always uh, taking her home. I That's one thing about this movie. I mean, that scene is is a great scene because it, ma- it puts you in, a, again, an uncomfortable spot where you're like, this is kind of weird. It's like it's not they're not showing you too much, but the setup of the whole thing is just makes you feel weird. Yeah. Like and this, I, these kids teacher is getting murdered by mutant children with play hammers. And all I these like kids are just the watching their, their teacher die in front of them. And it's just so horrifying to think about, but he has several scenes in this film. I, I get that exact same feeling yeah. about where I'm like, this is weird, but it's not, it's almost like bordering. There's like gray area here's with a, it. Here's the thing though. I think what made that man, that one scene with the teacher dying so fucking like, disturbing and powerful was like again we talk about the performances in this movie like the performances of those kids like they're convincingly sad and then you have that one kid who doesn't know what he needs to do he just scrambles out of there and he's almost just like saying the first word that comes to his mind and it was just so convincing yeah. and terrifying. I'm like, Jesus, this is like a fuck this fucking kid. They're hurting her. They're hurting her. I'm yeah. like, that's such a thing a little kid yeah. would say. It's like, like the well done. Here man. was me. I was like, does he not know where the principal's office is? He's dude, you're in a school? You're, yeah, in you're in a, a fucking kindergarten. You don't know what I'm yeah, fucking yeah, scared as shit. I know I figured I figured that out afterwards. I mean the way they even set that up, like the suspense of that you like you know those two kids aren't supposed to be in that class. Nobody else seems to notice or like that. This is weird. Nobody's really reacting to these ugly kid faces. And then like they just you know slowly basically creep up behind the behind the teacher and just start beating her. It's like the the, the suspense in that. Like for well, that's me, that's why they have long bangs and hoodies. Yeah, and this was this was. And a, I agree on the suspense because that whole buildup was pretty. Intense. It was yeah. it was pretty good. Then this is all from her. Call the mother calling the house and the teacher answering it while she was babysitting. Yeah, she thinks she thinks her ex husband now is is sleeping. They're divorced yet? Yeah, they're getting divorced. Well, her husband is 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 having an affair. She thinks with the teacher, right? So. Yeah, which I wouldn't. Which, which definitely seems like he was thinking about it. I would. Yeah, I mean, he was. Moving I mean, look, that you're direction. looking at you're looking at option A and option B. I mean, yeah, the old nutbag that's shooting out uh, mutant children or. Uh, <laughs> You know what? She, the beautiful mullet teacher. She, you know what? Hot chick who happens to have a mullet. I'll go with that one. It was not crazy. It yeah. Was, was, I, uh, I would go for that over sack baby producing woman every day, the, every day of the week. I will, I will say this, though. It does seem like Frank kind of never gives up on, on, on his wife. No, he no, wants his family I, to be back yeah, together. No, I disagree. I totally disagree. You guys are off, man. He doesn't give up on his kid he can okay, give yeah, that's shit what I mean. about his he's talking wife. at the very beginning yeah. he's like how how can i prove that this is like bad i need to get rid of her basically I mean, no, 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 yeah that's what i meant i meant the kid no desire the kid. with the but the I, wife. I don't think he wants to have like i, I don't think he wants an unamicable I agree split right i think he still wants to like he definitely cares enough about a wife the wife i feel like to say like I don't like the place she's in right now. Like I don't like, like I this weird like, fucking I could psycho divorce, shit. Yeah, like I could divorce her, but I, I you know, I, I, kinda, I don't want to. Why she's in disagree. there? I kind of got the vibe that he was just like, I don't fucking want this person anywhere near my kid. I feel like really? towards yeah. yeah, as it keeps going on, yeah, I would agree I with that. After he finds he the like, the body marks, yeah, I would agree with that. But before that's like that, the beginning of the yeah. movie, man. Like yeah. what? But why is he like sitting through the? the thing and why is he sitting through the because the he's the because she has visiting rights the lawyer told him straight up like dude you got you ain't got shit you try to challenge this you'll lose your kid right, tomorrow I understand I understand so he's got to play the game yeah it's because it's like he legally has to let her see yeah the no, daughter no, I understand that he was there to see the child but he could have just like showed up and picked him up in the car he doesn't have to be there to see the whole process. Well, he probably he's probably curious what you know what all this shit is about. I would be. He seems still very friendly with the mother and the father. Yes. Well, that's, yeah. that's another weird thing. I, I just kind of like I, well, I don't. I just don't think he was the type of person that just like oh I gotta get this woman away from me. Yeah, I don't think like, so. Either. I just I think there was still a level of like. I mean, I still was married to this person. She's still the mother like, of my If child. she could come back. I that at all. Didn't they live away <laughs> from him for like nine months? And we find that out later. That's, that, yeah, because yeah, like she went she crazy. To, yeah, the, she takes the daughter and goes. She went crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was normal at some point. Right. And no, he loved I, her. And he's trying to get that person. He's waiting to see if he can get that person back from I his experiment. I don't think that at all. No, no, I don't he, think he was. Yeah, I don't want I to I disagree with that. I don't think he was trying to get back together with her. 
No, I don't think he wanted that at all. I think yeah. he just wanted the kid and the kid safe and away from the crazy fucking woman. There's a there's That's a like there's it. a specific there's a specific line of dialogue where he says, you know, sometimes like um, you know, the basically the crazy ones attach themselves to the stable ones to make themselves feel more stable. Right. You know, right. and 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 he was basically saying that he kind of fell for it, you know, and and Correct. and was, you know, I got the impression he was kind of trying to get out, get away from yeah. it, and just take his daughter and get away from the whole situation. Absolutely, that's exactly what I thought too. Mm. All right, it's a movie, guys. We can all we can all interpret it our own ways. And this movie can definitely be interpreted in different ways. <laughs> I think it gives you, you know, that ability. And like I said earlier, like it does a very well, it does a very good job of kind of like subtly hiding emotion. Anyways, like I was saying, I think Cronenberg does a very good job of, uh, of like, because like I said, I I had to read about the film to be like, and then once I read what it was about, I was like, dude, I could totally see everything that, uh, what like, what he meant in this film. Because going into it, if you don't really know what it's about, it can, you can perceive it several, I think, just different ways. Like, oh, this is just a straight horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, this is like... I like I didn't know it was autobiographical like you know autobiographical until I read too so like just knowing like okay like this is now a representation of him when he was going through this time period this is his you know ex-wife or or someone else you know what I mean like how she acted and then they obviously you know were fighting over this child I don't know how crazy she is if she was actually this crazy but you know I know that like for me it's like oh dude I know I know that feeling of of knowing that uh, sometimes you feel like your ex is that crazy. Well, speaking of that crazy, I thought uh, Samantha Eggers' performance was fucking brilliant. frightening. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! So Not only does she look frightening in this movie, I mean, she looks she can look beautiful, but then her face can just morph into this very alien like yeah. face, and it just free it freaked me out. Dude, some of her stares like were just super like deep into you her anger would really come out I'm like this is a good actress somebody mm-hmm. who can change like this and especially at the end when she starts really like ramping it up and 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 you know when frank's trying to convince her that he still loves her which she knows is bullshit like she, her anger just like flips out i'm like god this is such a good performance no i agree her performance is amazing in this movie like I said, I think the the weakest is is what Art Hindle. I think that's his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I think he's the weakest one. You know, what the, when everybody else in this film was just spot on. Like, uh, what was uh, Oliver Reed who plays yeah. the Doctor? Yeah, the dude's fucking awesome, man. He's been classically trained. He does yeah. sure. <laughs> like, like here's the, here's the thing: is like Chris was describing his flip and character earlier, and I'm like, well, no, he's still kind of a piece of shit because he knew all this shit was going on. Right. Like he just. You could but see he's, it. He, he's good. He's good to make. He's a good actor, and he he picked up the little nuances to where he. It's like he flipped it, and he, you still end up caring about him in like the last five minutes he has on screen. Right, like he tries to do right, you right. know, and it just. I don't know. You kind of for for that moment forget all the bad shit that he. Yeah, did. Yeah, he, he did. <laughs> and then when you when you, when you like you realize he's dead, you're like kind of like, oh man, that kind of sucks. So this leads me to a question since we're talking about it because we talk about that flip. Yeah. Right, and I was all there was a part of the film where I'm kind of like, what's this, like? What was this guy's end game? Like, what's going on here? Like, so do you think this this scenario of these kids being birthed out was? I feel like the ending kind of shows this too. Is it some sort of like anomaly that's only happening to Nola and maybe her child? Because you see that scene where yeah. she's got the welts, or do you think it's it's Raglan's procedure that is causing these weird because other people are being physically yes getting I think these abnormalities it's, yeah but like is d- does does it go so far with this other woman that it causes it's it it's almost even like more she's a, the, she's like most willing to go all the way with their with her like yeah. rage and okay. anger and well, let it consume her where the other people even we see in the beginning with the when he he never fully like lets go or goes into that right he kind of like he holds back so yeah. I don't think she does I think she's been broken and hurt enough in her life well, that she just goes the whole way doesn't Michelle say that uh, she has like she she basically has the most um, what's the word I'm looking for like reception to the program so that's why he focuses on her who Michelle yeah who's Michael Michelle? Michael his dad calls him Michelle 
Oh, oh right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Got confusing there for a second. Yeah, I mean, I suppose so. Um, but but then that leads me to like, what was like Raglan thinking like this whole time? I like, think oh. he realized he put two together and be like, no. dude, whatever I, I'm doing, I these think people it went was, too like, far. No, it, it went, went no. too far before he he could keep. I it. think he thought he could control it. it I think he thought I think, he could control I think, it. I think he didn't know what he had, and then it like fucking started happening, and he's like, uh. So do you think like when the mother dies, does he know the kids exist? He's yes, yes, house. yes. He knows the kids exist. Okay, yes. so this... he doesn't know that the kids are triggered by her anger, though. So I think. he's sitting here trying to like figure it out by continuing this process, mm-hmm. this, right? This thing, right? Because right. he's it he raises so a red deeply... flag, but he's like, I don't know for sure. Okay. But then when the teacher gets killed, that's when he realizes, okay, they're acting based on her emotions. So well, it it's after. It's deep. actually after the dad, the father gets killed because that's when that's when he finds the little creature in the house, and then that's right. when they publish it in the paper. And it's at that point. Oh yeah, he sees the fucking. Of course, you know the newspaper publishing an autopsy uh, little person corpse mm-hmm. front page news, um, and that it's at that point is when he kills the program. And then he starts to kind of try to. I think he start. I think he actually starts to kind of try to reel her in in some way. Yeah, mm-hmm. he here's does. A, here's a, the thing that I I, I was like I would have liked done a little bit like better, but it's okay for this film. It fits for this film. Was the was the coroner scene? Because number one, it's like why was the why was the dad? That, that there? looks like a weird flashback that they decided to add after the yeah. fact. It's like why was the dad there anyways? He wouldn't be. And number two, why wouldn't the coroner be like it's Canada? The the coroner be like. It has no fucking belly button and a sack on its back. What the fuck is this? Call up the force. <laughs> we got aliens because he's a scientist. He's he's intrigued. Yeah, yeah, but but no one reacts to, to, to a fucking mutant. To Cody's defense, though, <laughs> like it's definitely something you're like calling in. Like he probably did. We're just we're, we're just seeing the scene no, where where he's debriefing the cop and the guy who found the corpse. I don't know. It's a, it's so yeah, maybe I maybe it's there's more a, like the movie there's probably that takes a deleted scene. There's probably a deleted scene of him calling the general. <laughs> yeah, the Canadian general. Yeah. The Mounties are on their yeah, way. They yeah. they trot down he said, there. He said, Sorry, he said, Canadians. General, we got we said general to the Canadians. General, right it's me. We got another one. Instead, it, said. yeah. Instead, it's like, well, here's the thing that I found. Uh, it has a uh, sack on its back. Uh, no, most normal people they don't have the sack. Yeah, the sack um, is kind of an interesting this is a, feature. Here. This is a new thing to us, uh, so don't be alarmed. Could be a re- um, an evolutionary also, change. It has no teeth. It just has like sharp gummy things. Uh, don't be alarmed. And uh, this is all. This is all uh, somewhat normal apparently uh, here in Canada. <laughs> um, so it's okay. Mm. Um, uh, they, as you can see, they're they're actually they have Benjamin Button syndrome. They're they're short, but they're old. Benjamin Button <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh you know but hey you guys just get back out there <laughs> not like holy fuck i wonder what like the rate of growth is of these kids it's like, gotta be pretty fast like because yeah. you know she had one basically she had one that night <laughs> like another one yeah. you know it, it all looks like they, it looks like they all cap out though like they cap yeah. out at a level yeah they do once the sack yeah because they have a like a fuel gauge <laughs> so the rate of so i, I like that description it's like a car a car has a gas tank, and when it runs out, the car doesn't run anymore. Like, yeah, I get it. Thanks, guy. So wait a second. They're a car, you say? A so car. this is a vehicle. I can I can haul buggies yeah. with these. Okay. So I don't get it. But like, what so a car has a gas. <laughs> I don't know. It's just odd to me that that scene, that scene always felt like that. Like as I was watching, I was like, this one feels like real out of place. Is like, why is no one? Like everyone just seems so calm about it, not fucking freaked out. I'd be like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is happening?" Instead, it's just like, "Oh, oh like the cops aren't very involved in this mystery." After people are being yeah. murdered and there's a mutant child on the loose, it's not like, "Where's this mutant child coming from?" Although, it's like, "Can you believe it? We sh- we killed it." Although I will say that with a lot of I feel like a lot of Cronenberg films, maybe with the exception of like Videodrome, I feel like a lot of the characters are always pretty mellow yeah like in his films well i think that makes it almost a little more eerie is that like somebody would just be like yeah this is very interesting like like cronenberg himself is very into like science and science experiments and you know what i mean and just like weird psychological things and it's just like he combines all that and just like makes it seem like that's a normal everyday life you know but it's 
it's not. We know it's not. Like if anybody else in saw that, they'd freak the fuck out. He does have like a weird take on sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like his take on sci-fi is always. It's not like. I feel like a lot of it's like the metaphysical yeah. kind of shit like that. So yeah, it's not. So, I dig it. I dig it's it. not so much like you know, clean spaceship, like you know any of that yeah, stuff. It's no. more of like it's this more weird... like government experiments or experimentation, yeah. and, and well, even like existence is like. Yeah, I feel like all of his films have something to do with it's. It's never like alien invaders coming down. Yeah. It's always something that kind of can be redirected back at humanity, right. at us. You know. Like in a way, it's always something that we've created. Like maybe I'm getting too deep with it, but I feel like that's the case. Like Videodrome is like, yeah, there's this horrible thing that's happening, but like some scientist came up with it, and it represents yeah. something that he knows exists in humanity. And I feel like this film, same thing. It's like psychotherapy can be considered. Like he's using that as like a as like a like a like a a, a picture to show. That like our anger can like hurt others manifest into yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I think, but a lot of his films, like when you watch them, they they don't feel fantasy. They feel more grounded in reality. Yeah. Yes, that's true. You know, so they feel like it's like something like could that happen? Like yeah. could existence you feel like, happen? You feel like there's like legit science behind <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, or there's some. There's at least enough thought. It, in the film to make it feel like it right. or it works. You know? Like even after watching this, I just thought about stuff that pissed me off and hoping I could create a, a sack child, but it didn't happen. A sack child. <laughs> I tried to create a sack child with my mind. Yeah. Guess what? It, it did work. not work, no. See I it didn't did I didn't work. have I didn't have the doc the good doctor to coach me. <laughs> so I need, need an old read yeah. is what I need. Yep. Yep. Well that being said, let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk more about the brood. So uh Mr um uh Carveth. How'd you get my name? Oh, my lawyer knows your lawyer. Oh, I see. I get it. And is your, is your lawyer preparing a case against uh, Ragland too? Basically, yes. Uh, slightly different from yours. Yeah? How different? Well, my wife is still in therapy with Ragland. Uh, I'm claiming psychological damage, uh, not physiological. Oh, I see. Well, uh, give him some more time with your wife. And you'll be able to claim physiological damage, too. And we're back talking about the brood. Let's get into that technical. Technical. Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's, Let's jump right in. This. I uh, I was very uh, excited to see all the amazing cinematography in this film and colors and, like, color design, like, like palette and all that stuff that they used. I really liked it. Palette. Uh, Color I, palette. I don't think it's anything super special as far as as, as I was concerned. Yeah, I would actually be inclined to agree with you. I don't feel like I saw a lot of scenes that I thought was like any more incredible than the next one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I thought it was shot. I thought it was shot great. I thought it was shot great, but I don't think it was like I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see cinematic. Yeah, I didn't see. I know. I agree with you on that. Like, I don't think I or I saw anything really that innovative. Like, it was. It was was actually. It was was actually honestly like a really intimate film. It was a lot of medium, medium to to close close shots. Yeah, lots and like a lot of still camera. Yeah. Not a whole lot. Of I don't know. Maybe that was just, yeah, I, no, nothing, nothing I didn't. Popped I, I I was definitely noticing it, and yeah. I and I thought it. I thought it gave the film a, a particular mood too, and the locations that they used for certain things, and like just the set design of like it, Dude, that, of everything was just so unique. To, it felt like center. to me. I mean, it's 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 not as most like like cinematography forward film he's ever made, but I mean, you can tell the talent. It's an early movie. I'm not saying it's shot. I'm not saying it's shot badly. You know what I mean, but as far as like, like I was saying, as far as like uh, maybe like innovation or uh, anything like where I was just like, oh my god, what a great shot, or like even the you know some of the, like the the frame. Like, no, there's imagery that just sticks with me in this movie. Like I, what? Like, like a lady looking a baby. Definitely, yeah. yeah well, Definitely that end scene, that whole that right, that yeah, whole but, barn. But I don't like, know if that's action. Like, that's, that, that's not that's not a cinema. It's not cinematography. It's not. I want to tell you. <laughs> all right, I'll tell no. you. I'll tell you a scene I freaking I absolutely loved. The first death of the mother, the way they track the child through the kitchen, mm-hmm. like where things are falling, and you, like no matter how far the camera goes up, like you're never getting to where the kid is. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like the kid is just out of frame the whole time. Like the camera to me gave me the impression of the kid actually moving, like across the countertop, up the thing, and the, with the mother's eye line. Like 
I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was a, a great tracking mm. shot. I thought that was kind of goofy. <laughs> that scene. I'm sorry. I was I was kind of <laughs> like right. I was kind of like you though. Out. I was kind of like you. <laughs> I was sorry. like, where's this vampire? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, where's this vampire at? Why is it climbing? But no, I I was like, why? I almost thought if like it too. I was like, maybe it's a ghost. I don't know because I was like, where, I didn't see anything, and like so I'm like, shit's still falling, and they're showing the cat like the cabinet where it's at. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, to me, it wasn't that. I don't know. Yeah, I like it's shot good. Don't get me wrong, but not <laughs> something negative. I'm going to say yeah. about this movie. Yeah, not spe- it's not it's just not spectacular. You weren't particularly impressed by yeah, it. Yeah, it's no Dunkirk. Nothing pops. No Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> no Dunkirk. Come on, man. <laughs> Hey, you shut your mouth, Dunkirk. It's, it's a, a wonderful film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It's it's just it's such a weird comparison. I don't know. And it's, it's very topical. Yeah. Very topical. You know, it's, a, it's not like they had two hundred five hundred million dollars yeah, to not, spend. Not like the, not, it's, uh, I don't know, it's not this movie. It's not like uh this movie won, you know, best editing in two thousand eighteen. Just saying. Did it. Did it, Chris? Did it. Wouldn't it be funny if it did? The brood. <laughs> the brood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dunkirk. Look it up the right brood. Yeah. 1978. I will s- I, what? I will say that the editing is fantastic and it keeps a great pace. There is a good pace to this fucking movie. Yes, the only has- scene that I don't like is the opposite. Is the is the uh <laughs> the only scene I don't like is the autopsy scene. I feel like that's so weird and out of place. It doesn't fit it this movie. It is, but I think that- I feel like we are just on different pages because I think if I had one complaint about this movie, it's the pacing. A of- slow. <laughs> really? I didn't find slow. it slow. <laughs> and the yeah. editing. I literally there is a shot where the door opens and it looks like Cronenberg called action and then they started acting. He like pushes the guy out of the way, but there's like a delay right before it happens. I'm like, wow, that was like a I don't think that was on purpose. I and think if it was, there's the scene where the kid jumps on that guy and then falls to the ground and just like chokes to death because it runs out of gas. Apparently, yeah, I, I, that threw me off. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is this was not well blocked. Like, I if felt, they if they would have so sh- awkward, I feel like that's just shitty writing. If they would have showed, no, this is the action of it, the movement of it. Yeah. They didn't write that down in a script. Well, no, but that doesn't have anything to do with the pacing. Yeah. That the pacing is not making the child choke to death a less stupid thing. No, no, no. I'm talking about the way it was all hercule jerkily done with the actor. Well, I think and it had to be kid. done that way because I mean, I I gotta imagine there's not too many stunt coordinators on this one. Oh no! I you know what I mean. One point five million dollar budget. I it mean, just it's like not the that big. Slid off and kind of like, where'd he go? One point five million is <laughs> not that big. I mean, I guess it's seventy seven. I mean, I guess it's a bigger budget, but it's really not that big of a it's budget. It's not that big. I think even no, it's not. But what is seventy nine? Seventy nine. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think this is that yeah. big of a. It's, yeah, it's not a big. Wasn't Toxic Avenger like two million? <laughs> really? <laughs> Didn't we talk about that? Like a first episode, yeah. how we were like, "How do they have all this money?" <laughs> <laughs> they do with that. <laughs> they, bought, they got a tank. <laughs> got a tank, I mean, guys. I definitely think they got their money's worth out of this movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure it was a it was a success when it was released, wasn't it? I, we don't know what the box office was, but yeah. I think it did well. Well, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's I, I would say I would ask the question: Is this a cult film? But I think we'd all probably agree that I would say it is. I don't know if anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a part of me that feels like every Cronenberg. Yeah, film. I feel yeah. like exactly. I feel like this cult is the situation. He's a cult film director. Directors, yep. yeah, he's there, one of those. Dir- I agree. Well, he kind of. I feel like he he sort of pioneered a few things. You know, like definitely body horror. I think was something that really stuck to him. You know, he used a lot, utilizes it a lot, and yeah. I think that that alone makes him kind of a cult director. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about like. Eastern Promises or anything like that. Yeah, well, yeah not every film not every that they did, album, but... Yeah. I mean, I don't think Spider had a lot of body horror in it either, yeah. or Cosmopolis, but... I don't think Cosmopolis had any. There was a lot, Who knows, there was a, there was a lot of Robert Pattinson in a limo, though. A lot of long A lot shots. of bodies in limos. Yeah, that's pretty that's much like body horror. Could be. I, I don't know. I haven't seen Cosmopolis yet, so... I'm not sure. All right, Chris, what are we rating this, Member Jammer? We're going to rate it Belly Buttons. Okay, let's start out with Mike. Uh, yeah, I think I'd give this like a four. I think it's a, it's a, it's an earlier part of his works, but like again with like all of like, well, I shouldn't say all of, well, maybe all of them. I haven't seen every Cronenberg film, but I mean, I I always I always like how Cronenberg kind of explores some human condition in all of his films, whether it be violence. Or, or in I think in this case, family and like uh, your mental states. 
I suppose, is the other thing that he's really kind of focusing on. And he can turn that into a scary situation or a horror film, like, like Videodrome or whatever. Um, it was an intriguing movie. I really liked it. Um, yeah, sure, some of the, like, the kids don't look great, but, I, I mean, I can get past that in 1979. I don't... I don't I don't think that's that big of a deal. And plus, I, I got to say, the birthing scene alone, mm. like, it, yeah, for, for everything I didn't like about how the kids looked, like, that birthing scene was just like, well, fuck that. Like, I don't <laughs> care about that anymore. Yep, look at the, her, <laughs> that placenta. Um, oh, God. Great performances. I mean, primarily throughout most of the film. Um, like I said, only maybe a little slow, but I feel like kind of all of his films are a little on the, on the slow, morose side. But, uh, yeah, I think just like four belly buttons for me. Navels. Four belly buttons for Mike. I'll go next. I will give this three uh, belly buttons. Uh, I, like I, and that's barring another watch. Uh, you know, I, I'd actually want to give this film another shot just because, like, when the first, like I said, the first time I was watching it for the first twenty minutes, I was expecting a vampire movie, and then I got this weird movie about kids and didn't really understand what it was about until I was like looking up the you know the history of this film and then now then like things started clicking with me and I was like okay well now what 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 things did I miss that I forgot so now I want to go back in and knowing kind of like what his approach and mindset is with this film and watch it again and I'm pretty sure I'm just going to enjoy it even more I don't know. I feel like you're gonna go back into it and still wait for the vampires to show up. Yeah. <laughs> You've mentioned the vampires like a yeah. hundred times on this show. You He's just gonna go home and watch. You really Rabbit. wanted this to be a vampire. Can movie. I be honest with you? Can we just do a vampire movie, please, <laughs> next time? So I'm gonna rate this. Uh, yeah, three vampires. <laughs> All right, three vampires from Cody. <laughs> Kyle. Um, yeah, I'm going to come in at a four on this one. Um, I agree with a lot of stuff that, uh, a lot of the points that Mike brought up, the thing I, I agree, I think I love about Cronenberg is kind of the concepts and the ideas that, that he approaches and he touches on, um, just to kind of add to, uh, add to what, um, Mike said earlier though, I will also add that I love how Cronenberg touches always on this kind of concept of these like experiments being, being performed to humans, you know, like in scanners, it's this, you know, experiment to unlock the power of the mind. This one is to unlock the power of anger and, and emotions. And, and it, it even in video drum, it's, it's, there's an experiment being used to, on people to, you know what I mean? Like, I just fucking love that concept because to me, it kind of, it kind of plays to that. I don't know that the, 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 my imagination makes me think, oh, there's some darker evil thing at a foot here. And then the evil thing is just other humans being pieces of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a really dark concept. So I like the way that that was presented in this movie. I like the performances in this movie. They're on fucking point. Um, I mean, it's not going to get a full five because I think they've seen other Cronenberg films that I like more than this one. But for my first time watching, I fucking, I fucking dug it. So yeah, four from Kyle. Chris! Uh, I'm only docking this one point. I'm going to give it a four, four belly buttons. Um, I really enjoy this film. Um, it, w- it was nice to go back and watch it you know, a- after not having seen it for a while because I can be honest and say, you know, it, look, it's a little slow. Like, it, it's even slow for Cronenberg, I think. Uh, a lot of long conversations and, and dialogue back and forth with each other. Um but, you know, for me, like the technical aspect of the film, like the fact that it's an early one and like you can see like the makings of what he's to become. Um, I think it was all done pretty masterfully. Um, you know, I'll dock it for the, the pacing and for the, the lead actor, Art Hindle. I think he was a little bit of a whatever, a little bit of a bore, you know, not too interesting to look at on screen. Definitely overshadowed by a lot of the other actors in the film. Because there are some great performances by people in this. Like, even down to uh, the guy that played Barton, who had the thing on his neck. We didn't really talk about him, but his performance was oh, really totally strange. Oh, forgot about that guy. Like, really strange and really just like, like, but he was in it, man. You could tell. Like, he was, a, he was doing it well. So yeah, even that was like a solid fucking performance. Sauna. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, the little kid just looking shocked through the whole movie, like to be able to hold that kind of like, like stone face, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like there was a lot of really impressive performances and it's a weird story. It's really strange. I don't know that I've ever really seen another movie that kind of follows this, but Cronenberg is good at doing that. He's good at, you know, writing, um, things that feel like they could be real, but, um, hopefully aren't, um, 
yeah, I'm going to give this a four. I recommend it. I don't know that it should be like maybe the first Cronenberg film you see, but uh, once you get into his style, I think it's it's definitely one of the most respected films that he's done. What do you think about Scanners as the first? That was my entry. Yeah, I don't think Scanners is bad. I think, my first, I think, I think the that's Flies a, is most digestible. Yeah. Hmm. I, was, I, guess I mean, that, the dead zone's not, I guess not the, great. I guess but... the Flies probably the... Even that one, though, is... that Even that one's... Um, not 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 snappy though. The fly for me is like the most. I think the one that it was definitely the first that I saw, and then after that would be Existence. The fly would be the first I saw on TV, and then I and then that was the first I realized they cut shit out of movies <laughs> on TV. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, that is our show for this week. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. We don't have anything to do today, and I'm a little sad about that. Uh, so. Make me happy. Shout out. <laughs> then head over to our YouTube page and like and subscribe there. Not only that, check out our Facebook. We are on Facebook. Facebook. We just yeah, we're brand new to Facebook. Yeah. It's just it's just a book with faces and we're there. So check us out there. Make also, sure you like and subscribe. On the Instagram and Twitter at cultfilm underscore review. You can follow Kyle ah! You can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at ah! cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow my guy at Mike Salusio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.